Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Fangs Out podcast brought to you by the Wide World of Wargaming. As always, I am your host, Vincent Morgato. Joining me as per the usual, Mr. Drew Bishop's eye. Hello there. And one of the founders of the Tri-City Tournament, friend of the program, and I think like sixth or seventh time on the show, Mr. Nick Sperry. What's up? How's it going, man? Nice to be back. There he is. Nick, of course, coming off probably one of the most stressful weekends of his entire life, running a 70-something person tournament in conjunction with our good friends Candid Clarinet over on Twitch and Nickel City X-Wing, a.k.a. Greg from Buffalo. Nick, tell us about running your first tournament, like, as a primary, not as a support staff. Well, so it was Sam's idea, so shout out to Sam, who's mm-hmm. the candid clarinetist. Uh, he he reached out to Greg and I being like, hey, let's do a streamer tournament. And Greg and I, for, the, for a while, thought that we would be playing in a tournament with other streamers, and then we'd have to figure out who was going to stream that. But Sam's like, no, we're just going to put together a tournament and the three of us are going to stream it. I was like, oh, that makes way more sense. And yeah, let's do it. So we thought that we wouldn't really be able to surpass like 50 people. Um, we were just like, OK, like because of how far into this we are, we, we are now and considering it's been enough online events, like I, I'd say 50, 60 is, is reasonable. But we blew past 80 and we would have had more if a couple people didn't forget to submit their lists. Uh, by the deadline, which is a classic. Of, of yeah, course not. Of course and not. A couple of people had to drop just because the work stuff came up, which is mm. our lives are our, our lives. But uh, it was uh, it was overwhelming in, in the best possible way. I, I feel like that's the kind of stuff that I'm made for and I really enjoy doing. Putting on a stream of that magnitude and being the head TO for that event um, was very difficult to balance for sure. I bet. You probably you've had two weeks now to recover since we're of course recording this on a Wednesday. I mean, how do you think it went? How how what's your overall vibe on the thing? I, I know Sam did ended up doing numbers hovering in the high sixties up to a hundred viewers, which is I mean, that's way above his normal numbers. I guess Greg was kind of the star of the weekend. Yeah, well through a two squadron hit 140 something, I think. Oh, uh, oh shit. Viewers. Wow. At the end of top four. Um we were hovering yeah. around uh, 60, 60 or 70, 70 when I was there. 70 and 80 for the top cut games, and we were hovering well above 60 to 70 for the uh, Swiss games. And you were there for, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off yeah. there, but yeah, you and Jeff joined me for a couple of those games. It was awesome. Nick was kind enough to let me and Jeff get loose on his uh, on his airwaves, and we ended up having a good old time. Yeah, um, overall, it was, it was great to have everyone, and I was really happy with how uh, the event itself unfolded. Didn't like the finals game too much, I'll be honest. It was underwhelming. It's always excited, exciting to have a, a finals game that goes to time and that's somewhat close. But we just had two lists that were uh, horrible, <laughs> a horrible matchup yeah. for a chip list, Ky- supernatural Kylo list against probably the most "quote unquote" broken, if you want to call it that, list right now with the five, the six barons with Prockets or two with tracers. So yep, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the hard part of of being the event runner is that you don't get to decide the outcome, and that's fine. <laughs> but it's just like it was like a 15 minute final it was so fast yeah. it was a concession yeah. immediately which is just we had this build up and then the event ended before i was ready for it to end and i was just like oh <laughs> but it is what it is you know so I, i'm assuming by that you mean that tapson basically got nuked off the face of the earth by the first round of prockets yeah and this is yeah. an interesting in the sense that uh Mark, so shout out to Mark Whirl and Marcel Manzano. Marcel Manzano, of course, winning the tournament. So congrats. A Chicago yep. local, the Tri-City. Chicago takes it home. So pretty proud of that, of course. And Marcel's rigged. a guy. Hashtag, hashtag rigged. Absolutely. I, I gave Mark a lot of money. Um, 
But uh, no, essentially. <laughs> Uh, now I wish we could have recorded. I uh, had that. that uh, no, but uh, essentially, uh, Mark gave first player to, <laughs> to to Marcel, which caused it to be, it, which caused Marcel to be able to get all his focuses and then block Tavson. Yeah, and they just uh, yeah, and it was statistically it just evaporated. Tavson not to explode, yeah, no. not engage. Yeah, I mean, Marcel would have had to. It, I'm just running the numbers in my head. Marcel would have had to have rolled so far below average that it's almost inconceivable for Tavson to get out of that even if he's got even if he somehow managed to get a reinforce like yeah like Marcel would have had to even he would have had to have rolled four no more than four damage on every attack and and uh Mark would have had to have rolled an evade I think on every attack to survive that here's where the first player matters though the most is that Tafson would have been able to set up a domino bump with all the yep. all the yep. EV ones without and they wouldn't have gotten a single procket off that turn yep and, and that probably would have been a wrap the other way yeah and Tafson would have been able to one take his action he would have killed and then getting gotten two more actions with taking the yeah game. yeah just <laughs> I think if you look back I think Mark would have given a taken first player there and I mean, that's, you know, that's the power of initiative, unfortunately, in the system we play. Um, you kind of can hose yourself before models even touch the board in a lot of matchups. But, you know, that's that's part of knowing your list and knowing your opponent's list. So I'm afraid I'll I won't pro, I won't proselytize any further on that count. Um, obviously, Nick just told everybody who did win the event. Marcel Manzano, congratulations. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. A-Wings himself. Hey. Um, apart, apart from Nobby from Australia, who otherwise uh, everybody else on those already. Um, Mark Worrell making the best run we've seen in a long time from a Supernatural list. And having it be Kylo. I mean, not even Supernatural Vader or Supernatural Anakin. From a First Order list. Mm-hmm. From a First Order list. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's Kylo. Like, great ship. Force user, high initiative. I mean, and he's got. Is it was it Biohex? Oh no, it was Snoke. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a force and being able to give. Basically, Mark had this engaged. He had his ideal engaged down, and he executed it every turn. He would basically get Kylo going in so fast with triple mods. That it was yeah. impossible for the, his opponent to deal damage to Kylo, but very probable Kylo got the snipes and damage in without them having a token. Um, and Mark had that down. So props to him. He prepped yep. that list religiously, it seems. And he's played that for quite a while. So. I also, real quick, just want to give a shout out to the guy who came in first uh, in Swiss, um, personal friend of mine, and who's clapped me on TTS more times than I care to mention. Um, Cali Toolman, Andreas Tolman. With Boba Nim, something that of course has been floating around and extended for a long time. Definitely not something you think would come in first and extended with some of the other lists flying out around here. But if you ever played against Andreas, you already know. <laughs> that was the, uh, I had the pleasure of uh, I picked him for our top sixteen game for three one two and uh-huh. oh, what a great game it was against Daniel Leone and it was they were just so cagey. This HMPs were side slipping back and forth, staying on his side of the board and. Boba Nim were being really cagey. He was like talon rolling a couple times and trying to get yep. just such a, it was such a interesting cage match between those two lists. And it was a great game. Yeah. He had fantastic to see a list like that finish number one in Swiss. Some of the other uh, ones that, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to have to 
praise this man again. Fun walk, you evil man with five, four blue squadron rookies and Rose with C3PO. He's been, he's had that in his back pocket for a while. I feel like I, I remember him talking about that. I mean, borderline months ago, but time, time passes differently in, in COVID. So he could have just been like a couple weeks, but still good on him coming in fourth in Swiss. I'm not going to talk about any cartel spacers list because they're broken and far too cheap, but Rob Pettit, well done for third place. This is another one that popped this weekend that I, nobody expected. Mark Myers in eighth with Chewy, Snap Wexley, and Kare Kuhn, whose name we may have never said in a competitive context on this show ever. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about this. I'm not entirely sure how he got this far with that list. We were we were just I mean, we were just crushing on the resistance last uh Well you well, were. I was crushing on the on the resistance with it and, and it's just like you know we we actually bought new slippers tonight because I'm gonna I'm literally gonna eat my shoes now that you know we've got two of them in this cut that are pretty nasty. Well, Drew, I mean, we need to just remember that the T-70 is still really good. Oh, that's also true. <laughs> like, we, we all kind of don't ever need to move away from that. Let's talk about the Chewie build. C-3PO, Ray, Deadman Switch, and Ray's Falcon. So, I mean, that's a chunky... That that's Chewie is already a damage, like a damage dealer. You're slapping Ray on him, giving him a force. You put Ray's title on him so that he can rotate his turret and, and you know, get full use out of Ray Gunner. Which, I mean, that's the black magic of any Resistance Falcon is people who actually know that the turret isn't just a front arc. Nick, we, we, we were cracking jokes about that during, I think, the second game we, the first game we called, we uh, we cast together was a, was a Resistance list. Yeah, it was a... Ray, ZZ, Lulo, and Merle. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Ray, it was a stripped down Ray. Um, yeah. Without her usual gimmicks and a few A-wings. The Lulo, seeing Lulo though, um, is is nice. It's refreshing to see Lulo. Some some old friends made some appear. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at some of the stuff that came out, and there were a lot of a lot of old friends finally popping back up after long absences. I do love Snap with R3 and Proton torpedoes. I think that's dope. Kari with M9. I think she probably was locking Chewy, so he'd have so he'd have a natural reroll in force. Well, at least that's what I would do with that list. Having you know, partial double mod on every shot you fire in addition to the bonus attacks you get every time you lose one of the T-70s, you probably could fuck somebody up pretty quickly with that. Especially, I mean, yes, it's a red rotate, but if nobody thinks you're going to do it and they fly right into your side arc and they're just kind of sitting there, it's like, and they kill your buddy, it's like, oh, you must have forgot that I can actually do this. And then you just go upside their head. Rory Wilson in sixth with Zealous... Rec- oh, God. I just remember the end of Rory's game. I That was painful to watch. This this is up there. I would have to say Rory probably shouldn't have made the final and probably would have if he hadn't done that one bank with with Torkoal Mux where Kylo ended up getting out of arc on him. Nick, did you catch the end of that? I didn't. No. I, I, who's, uh, oh. That was on. That was top four, right? So this would have been yeah, six. Yeah, it was top four. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a chance. That uh, their game ended uh, pretty early. I think with twenty five minutes left on or thirty minutes left on the clock. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Torkel Mux is still somehow feels underrated because yeah, I think he is. He's so yeah. good and so feels bad for for all Aces players, especially. Yep. 
Um, the only list that I, I can see that doesn't really care about Torkoal is like a Droid Swarm with a bunch of Initiative Ones. Is like the only thing I can The Barons do. don't really care about them. Well, I guess just anything that, that will be shooting last anyways, it kind of, anything yeah. that will nullify Torkoal's ability. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that well, list a lot. And Tarani, Tarani Kolda, super underrated and underused. Uh, that, Tarani that, and Jostero has been a... Tarani and Jostero has been a mainstay of Scum Combo. I mean, going on half a year now? Like, I'm pretty sure we just talked, I think, two episodes ago about Nicholas God Wilson took down the Swedish National Championships with essentially three out of four of the same ship. I think the only difference was he swapped Zealous Recruit out for somebody else. Coming in at seven... We have a V-Wing sighting, ladies and gentlemen. Click. Yeah. The, the <laughs> Probably, okay, let's let's ask this. The V-Wing is not competitive. I, am, I admit defeat on this particular topic. I give up. Is Click the most competitive of this non-competitive ship, or is it Wilhuff Tarkin? I think it's Click. You think I, it's Click just I think for it's being click. the... The ghetto Grand Inquisitor. Have Hands. we had uh, yeah. more clarification clarification on on Will on Tarkin's ability in terms of uh, the wording? Because unfortunately, there's been a lot of with the newer content, uh, the the last wave release. There's been some questions as to if I think it's something about if the range zero to three is from Tarkin or if it's from the ship that that it, the ability is referring to. I don't know if you guys know more about that, but I haven't seen Tarkin enough to really dig into it. But I do like I got to see. So I saw Scott versus Mark in the top cut. I streamed their game and and Click came up like four or five times in terms of using his ability and it yeah. saved him a lot of damage. Yep. Um, Tarkin's ability is an object that you have locked. So Tarkin has to have a lock on the ability as its cost. And then the requirement is that uh, the, sorry, the, um, the applicable ships are another friendly who is also within range one to three of that, which you have locked. So it's, it's not one bubble. It's two. You follow me? Sure. Yeah. Uh, do you mind just reading? Do you have the card in front of you? Can you read the yeah, I do. Um, during the system phase, you may choose an object that you have locked at range one to three. Another friendly ship at range one to three may acquire a lock on that object. Okay, so another friendly ship at range one to three. That's where people have gotten confused because it, it just says another friendly ship at range one to three. Yeah. Not, not of the, lo- the object you locked. It just, it just says of range one to three, which is problematic. I, I think it is of the object you've locked, but it's really easy to say, oh, you, you mean of Tarkin. Because it's yeah, like, right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They just needed that clarification, um, and I, I would, I think people actually don't use Tarkin as much. Maybe of the people that want to try the V wing because they're confused potentially on that, and they. I think the other thing is just the V wing is so glass. It's not even glass. The V wing is like it, there needs to be a new metaphor for how fucking soft V wings are. Because even with like I've had them tokens stacked out of their mind, and they still just pop. Like they're curse. Like, somehow that ship literally is Dice Curse. I've never seen one of them live maybe longer than 20, 25 minutes, unless there's, like, four of them. It's like the uh, the Sailor Moon meme with, um, what's his name? The, oh, um, the Tuxedo t- Mask. Tuxedo Mask is like, you're viewing, he's your viewing, and he's like, oh, I lost a shield. Oh, my time here is done. I'm leaving. And he's like, but you didn't I, do anything. I, I remember being excited <laughs> when I saw, like, I, I remember being super excited for Contrail, 
because like any ability where you can turn somebody else's results to a blank is just monster. The problem is, is you can't, he never lives long enough to get into a pursuit position. Like right. that's, that's really it. He can't profit off of that ability. Yeah. yeah. He, he dies too fast. I actually do want to, since we're on the, I want to talk about Scott's list in general. Um, here, I Sure. Absolutely. Um, this this so uh, this list unfortunately Scott it was real hard to to square up against supernatural Kylo with this list yeah with the number of ships so yeah we had click in the the V wing with R three astromech getting that extra lock comes in handy especially with the ability um, then two blue squadron protectors in the V nineteen torrent with dedicated they get those bl- defensive blank re rolls if there's a ship uh, friendly in the side arc gain a strain the other ship gains a strain get re roll so it keeps them a little bit more survivable take on the board a little longer. And then Ahsoka in the Delta 7 with Chopper and CLT. Chopper on Ahsoka is unbelievably powerful. Um, <laughs> yep. Especially yep. with the ability queue in the sense that she can reposition and do everything she wants with her ability and then opt to use Chopper and Jam. So you'd be surprised how far Ahsoka can go without having to take the Jam token. Um, oh, we, we've got CLT in the Delta. We've got, some, uh, we've got some Chopper specialists in the Bay Area. Yeah. We, yeah. We, there are some guys who definitely know how to make sure that you are not getting an action for the rest of your continued existence on this particular planet. Yep. Yeah. She's so good with that. And uh, <laughs> Scott, Scott, basically he, he went up and jousted Tavson and Tavson. So Mark was rolling just very, very well with both ships, the entire game. Tavson finally yeah. died, but it took an extra 15 minutes cause he got away, which is too bad. And at that point, Scott, uh, just got the positioning never favored him again. Kylo was just weaving and picking off ships one by one. Yep, it was a it was a, it was a tough matchup for him, but a really solid list that I think is flexible. I would describe this list as a flexible list that um, he the V 19s can really stick around and give him extra shots on target because of dedicated and with clicks ability. You know, nullifying the range bonuses. Uh, next up, I mean, what do we call this guy other than one of the staples of the online X-Wing community? Johnny Ray Johnny. with with Countess Riot and Wisp and I mean, fat Countess Riot and fat Whisper. I'll be honest, I, I'm, I'm not convinced by this list, but he's really good with it. Dude, Johnny's <laughs> I've I've run into Johnny enough times to know that there's I, I, I could not do with some of the I could not win with some of the list that he wins with. That's just the the, the simplest way to put it. I would never be able to do as well with an I four that basically has no turning as he is as good with Riot. Like that's the only way I know how to say it. Obviously, it helps to have his cover being Juke Fifth Brother Stealth Device Whisper. All what is that like a hundred points, basically? Yeah, yep. Uh, stealth Device oh, is like, close to close to that, like eighty something, because Whisper no, seven, is... Whisper seventy four. With oh my god, with a, I forgot about Juke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Juke and collision detector and collision detector. Oh, never I mean, mind. you're 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 close to that's that's at least eighty something. Yeah, and then Riad with Juke collision detector auto blaster, and there's some you don't see very often. Prockets on a uh, on a defender. I mean, they have the missile slot, but nobody ever uses it. So well, well done to him. Rexler Brath is like the cheaper option at this point. I I, I feel like yeah, is he's like super competitive. In- competitively priced compared to uh to riad and uh Vessary. like they're still so close in points because mm-hmm. riad's ability is just so monster like riad's ability is so much better than rexler or really even Vessary. 
like in terms of sheer at like number of times you're going to apply your 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 pilot ability riot is just head and shoulders above well, well i'll say, sorry sorry drew i'll just interject real no quick. of course that it's the issue with defenders that i've seen is that initiative four defenders i still think are in a little bit of an awkward spot um yeah because of the way the meta is, it's all or nothing into low initiative generics or into pure aces with huge bids or yep. you know, public ace like salad lists. Uh, and it makes it really tough for them to be able to achieve what they want to do. Sorry, go, go ahead, Drew. Yeah, no, no, no. But that, but that's the other thing too, right? You look at Rexler and you and you look at the other defenders and in a two-ship Imperial list, you're going to be using Riad's ability almost every turn, right? To like get that, that, that different K turn to either block things or try to get out of the way, you know? Like I feel like in a two-ship list, her ability is going to come up multiple times every game as opposed to, you know, maybe there's some games that Rexler doesn't get to have a shot, right? Or if he does, he gets one shot and then he has to, you know, uh, he has to recover, right? Like, yeah. I just, Rexler being an initiative five to me is such a big deal. Um, and his ability isn't fantastic, yeah. but it is, it is good. It, it, mm-hmm. Any, any opportunity to lay crits into your, it's like to consistently lay crits uh, is good into and, and your opponent is really good. So I, Rexler is, I feel like Rexler is a lot better against larges than he is against smalls just because his ability is it's not as good as thane you know what i'm saying it's not as good as thane and it's he doesn't get to pick but a lot of people don't realize that rexler the rexler's ability triggers immediately he he flips the card as he hands it over it's like there's the crit that's Uh that's how it works and a lot of people like no they have to have damage cards like concussion missiles no no it's after the attack hits the next step is suffer damage Rexler's ability is there. And, yeah. and so um, with Juke, unfortunately, he becomes really expensive. But it, when you pair that extra little mod where you, you yeah. force your opponent to have to lose that evade result that they need, um, it can make him a little, push him a little bit more over the edge. But Riot, as Drew, Drew mentioned, Riot has more options than Rexler does. Yep. Having options. Uh, it's is, just you know, being able to turn any of her maneuver choices into a K turn. That's. Yeah. You essentially have the option to go every turn. You have a two to a five as your as your distance on K turns, which is just so monstrous. Um, but uh, you know, this is one of those moments where we actually have an objective comparison to be made because guess what's right below Riad Whisper is Rexler Vader <laughs> by uh, by Andrew Goldbach, <laughs> who um, had a little bit of an easier run to the cut. How uh, you can see it on his his strength of schedule, but he did end up finishing in the top eight. So very well done to him. Rexler outmaneuver advanced sensors auto. Oh. Okay, I want to ask: Does outmaneuver auto blaster kind of work against yourself? Like, isn't uh, that kind of an excess of riches? It were in the sense that you're rolling, you'd be rolling less with auto blasters potentially. Like, oh well, no, in the sense that if you roll, if you, I mean, why wouldn't you take? Um, why wouldn't you take marksmanship? And that way, you don't need to. You don't need your opponent to roll fewer dice. You're just unblockable anyway. Well, I think outmaneuver pairs in the sense with if you're you're already outmaneuvering, and then you uh, you roll crits naturally, as opposed to they can't cancel it, and there's less of a chance that they have anything to cancel when they're rolling less dice. Like he, okay. he pairs it with outmaneuver, so he's like, hey, if I if I do roll crits, you're rolling one less die, and you can't cancel that damage anyway. So have fun. Like I think that's what he's trying to go for there. Uh, Precog Vader is really interesting. 
Uh, he yeah, can't, I, precog doesn't let you do multiple actions, though, so you can't Vader off a of precog, can you? You cannot Vader off a of precog, and not only can you not Vader off a of precog, you correct. can't even afterburner off a of precog. Yeah, so I, I guess if he's in a tight <sighs> spot where he doesn't want to get blocked, I think that's a he's, nice bailout. Yeah. But, uh, I, I just going back really quick. You guys would appreciate the story, but I, uh, the last game of Swiss, I had Johnny Ray Andrew um, on stream for for you know for round six, and he was going up against three silencers in hollow and he decided to just joust riad with the three silencers in hollow and he got bumped by he so he flew to four forward into all the arcs right got bumped no action and andrew didn't even take half points on riad I hate wow. Side Defenders so much. The, the I dice. Hate defenders the so dice. Much. Three <laughs> range one shots with mods. And I, if I recall, two of them were like three blanks. It was, I was like, you have no business having Riot on the board at this point. Yeah. You're, nope, yeah. Not being at half points. Yeah. And yeah. He, he pulled out the game. It was really close, but that was a wild game. I've never seen anything like that. You, I had you uh, it. Defender range one. It's bad news, man. It's not going to yeah. be good. So. I've uh, I've had conversations with people going back a couple weeks now about the next points change and you know when is FFG finally gonna or I guess now at this point when is AMG gonna realize what FFG never did that look there is there is a value to having three green dice that is just not being included in the points cost of most ships and the ability to just naturally roll out of serious damage that other ships are just not able to tank you know, look, it's upside and you should have to pay for upside. Uh, I, I would, I, I worry the precedent that sets for all the stuff that is either too expensive or perfectly balanced um, for in, in terms of name pilots, but in terms of all things should be, we need a hyper focus. Yes. Perfectly balanced is all things should be. Um, we need to have a hyper focus on generics. Like we need to, to completely uh, dig deep into, we have to analyze why generics are, the game is becoming too much of a dice game right now that is true um, that is very and, true and, and about about efficiency over strategy um fly straight and either block or fire a bunch of rockets and then turn around there needs to be a little bit more depth in the game right now and i'm yep. worried about that and i i wouldn't attack the agility yep. as much as i'd attack the cost of these ships that so happen to have an extra hand with the three agility you know that's the added yep. problem yep. that's the way i look at it personally is there's not enough depth in the game nick we gotta have we gotta have you on the. We gotta have you on the cast more. This is that was that was perfect. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, I, I even interrupted I you, and it was already beautiful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> in the in the bathroom here, yeah. <laughs> That's the way I see it. It's not a game that I know and love right now, but um, we're in a weird spot because of COVID mm -hmm. too. So I think we might see hopefully a well timed shake up, and I hope I do hope that generics get blasted to the moon. I'm tired of seeing people it's <laughs> afraid of. I was like, good for you. You're playing like, you know, eight cartel spacers or like I'd stop like, like, let's let's be a little more creative. I want to encourage players to use name pilots every once in a while. I just want list building. I want yeah. list building. Yeah. Yep. And name pilots yep. are a huge part of list building, like yes. ability, support stuff. Like that's why um, Scott's list, it has a couple generics. It has an Obi. It has a it has an Ahsoka. It has click in the V wing. Like it, it he it's a pure purely list build it's a tools list he has a tools list and that's excellent a, that is star he wars has a, <laughs> he has a, a collection yep. of abilities yep. 
that are tailored specifically to each of the ships they are on. He takes upgrades in order to make those abilities better. And together, they combine into a cohesive piece that can deal with a large amount of variable lists. That's what list building is about. That's what tabletop gaming should be about. And I say that as somebody who loves generics and who doesn't like to just see, you know, hi, that, this is me and my two I6s with a 75-point bid. Yeah, right. That's also a problem. It's 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 lazy on both ends. Yes. It's, it, the, it's the only list that I will say that I can't... I would say Gurry Fen is a hard list to master oh, yeah. because of Gurry. So I can't attack well, Gurry Fen. I mean, list. look, Fen's not easy. Right, he's not. I mean, he, he can be rewarding, but he's not easy. But like other lists where it's like, I have all these, even Super Kylo, nothing against Mark, but but Kylo can link actions off of the barrel yeah. or the boost. He can get wherever he needs to be, and it, he's usually fine. Um, and he uh, have the extra token on top of the one force, you know, so he's typically able to get where he needs to be. But with the way the game is right now, I just, I fear that, uh, let's look at Rebels. It's a, it's a faction that I think the three of us, at least Vince and I, really love um, near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Rebels are all about support, and, and that's kind of a thematic design element to that faction. But yeah. someone that goes on a Yasby and clicks copy eight times is blowing that faction out of the water because it, it, it hurts the way the game is right now. It hurts uh, the list building element of X-Wing. The, those kind of lists that are supposed to be support lists are getting destroyed by inquisitors and by barons and by you know cartel spacers and all this stuff and it's just it doesn't feel right and there's no way you can get around it rebels don't arc dodge they don't they have to engage so how do you find a way to give the player flying rebels a chance to win throw my neck out (laughs) how do you give these players a chance to win they're not given a chance no in in most cases unless the dice absolutely fail and that's another problem is it's too much of a dice game now at this point because that's what it comes down to is just the dice so that's my rants and that's my analysis i'm sure you guys probably agree i think a lot of people are you know a little anxious about this right now it'll get better but it's it's frustrating Gonna take there. There's a couple duplicates from here on out, so we can uh, speed up a little bit going from here. Connor Prince with Hollow Proud Tradition and Triple Cyanar, and then our very own Kenneth Line a little bit further down, flying the exact same list that I would argue he popularized um, probably a couple of months ago in one of the qualifiers. We've also got the Five Inquisitors with Foresight. Shout out Netter Mizuno, another mainstay of the online community. Um, and then, of course, like we said earlier, the champion of the event, Marcel Manzano with. Six Barons of the Empire, two with Thread Tracers, uh, four with Prockets. Colfax Canada, Ten Nom, Braylon, and Lando with Leia Crew. Good stuff. Uh, that's a bit of a thick boy. That is a that's a chunky that, list. That's a list that if he had gotten a lot of Swarm matchups, no matter what Colfax tried to do, it would have been yeah, really he's dead, just dead. Like you, he runs if he runs into the um, the Sarisu Swarm. Or the bear, the barons with prockets, or you know anything like that. He's just dead. There's no way out of it. Lando gets blocked. You lose half your actions, and you just burn the B wings down with pro- with one procket each, and it's a wrap. Like yeah. that's the perfect example of what Nick is talking about. Marty Mott's in 14th, near and dear to my heart. Janors, Wolf, Dutch, and instead of Jake, he brought AP5. I will never criticize anyone for bringing AP5. Let's land. Last but not least, another name that got mentioned earlier, Daniel Leon bringing uh, Grievous and three of the droid gunships, DBS-404, and two prototypes with sync laser cannons. Ollie Pocknell 
ran into this, I think ran into a version of this during the Kyber Cup with his Ray Superpo and actually said that it was one of the few lists that scared the shit out of him. Um, I didn't, Daniel, I think, and yeah, he went out in the top four. So, you know, another, yet another moment where Ollie Pocknell is smarter than me and tells me I'm wrong. But, you know, how did Nick, how did you, did you and uh, Greg and Sam talk about the eventual outcomes? How did you feel about the variety in the cut? I mean, I think I count. So we actually did everybody. We were so exhausted after the event. We didn't really have a meeting afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh, we did talk about the event a bit. Um, and honestly, everybody, it, it was really nice to see in the chat, not only that everyone had in, in the Discord general you know, chat, everyone had not only like a good time, which is what we all want, but that they looked back at the faction breakdown and the, just that they were inspired by what they saw in the top cut. And Yeah, because I think it's all seven. It's really cool. It's awesome. It's so, and it's nice to see Daniel bring a four ship separatist list instead of the standard, what we're used to seeing in the six to eight, you know, it's, it's still pretty popular and it's boring. It's so well, separatists boring. Do well with, with two all the way up to eight. That's, that's why people hate them is that faction is playable from Django Zam Wessel all the way up to the swarm who, you I know, mean, don't get me started. I'm, I'm happy to see. Um, we didn't really see too much Zam Wessel here in the top cut. Yeah. One of my least favorite additions to the game right now. Um, it, it, we, we were talking about, you know, we won't really dive into it, but we were having a conversation, uh, Jeff, you and I, about, uh, you know, the, the development or the design of some of the new stuff. And I just think that uh, something that gives you bonus attacks and bonus locks just f- seemingly for free, just every turn is yeah. Amazing. And it, yep. it doesn't belong in the game. And if it if it is in the game, which of course it is now, it should be a lot more expensive. And it should be a it should be a turn. lot more expensive for what it. Ghost does. Jeff agrees with you. Yes, the fire spray is the the only thing. One of the few things that holds back the fire spray is the limited damage output. That's why it's always been like it's been that little bit. It's been in those moments where it could do that little bit more, where it really broke out as op as shit. Iman, not Cat Scarlet. Who's the other one? The one Koshka, with the weird Koska Frost. Koshka, Koshka Frost. You know, oh, the Koshka, yeah. that shit. I get that one wrong. Sorry, anything that's not Boba is just so hard for me to see the same kind of yeah. feeling. I guess it's just as a guy that played Boba so much. But by the way, I forgot to do this earlier. But this episode, as always, brought to you by Raspberry White Claw. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, it's his mainstay of the show now. Raspberry White Claw. Last but not least, I just want to put out, I, I want to throw this out there just because it touches, it, it makes me feel very happy. I want to give a shout out to Paul Saber and Herzog for bringing recoil. We talk about, we, we mentioned earlier, like pilots who are not being played. I don't fucking understand why people don't play recoil. I don't get it. Can someone please tell me? What recoil has done to offend people is Kylo that much better, or is Hollow that much better than a guy who can front arc Prockets or front arc Predator instead of the Bullseye limitation? Am I missing something here? I feel like I can answer. I can ask. I can answer that question with another question. Why is Cad Solus not being played very much? It's a similar thing in my eyes. Two focus tokens for Red Maneuvers sounds really good. Yeah. No, no, none. No play. And I think it's because uh with with the um the silencers, you mentioned how blackout was cursed. I think people see everything but the I1 or Kylo as just a cursed and not worth it, not, <laughs> not investable sh- you know, ship or pilot. I, I I 
recoil you look at that ability you're like why aren't pe- more people playing it and i think it's because recoil isn't like well wa- kind of wants to be a fang in the sense of getting getting aggressive but will not be able to have the benefits of of being a fang of not being a fang you know and yeah get blasted it'll just get blown away and what what initiative is recoil is a four or two four the four, four. no he's recoil two. is a four is he four you're talking oh. about rush group yeah, Sorry, I'm thinking of Rush. Rush. The potential issue, I just think with how with recoil is that you get recoil where you want recoil to be to be able to uh, trigger the ability. And then he ends up having to spend his tokens on defense or worse, takes a lot of damage and spends it. And then his abilities kind of get nullified. Um, at initiative four, I think we can all agree anything I4 is just kind of funky and, and yeah. tough. It just, it, it is only a few ships that I think excel. I, I would say in the past that Petronaki Arena Ace is one of them, but Dutch, a lot of I, yeah. I mean, even Braylon. Dutch, we're not seeing Dutch like a whole lot. Um, Braylon, I mean, Braylon, Bray, the two Bs, yes. Um, Braylon and Ten, but there's not many. I, I think on like one hand, you can count meta popular I fours. Like, yeah, I would agree. That you'll see every week, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that. Um, I don't know if you guys are if if you guys what you think about that, but that's kind of the way I see it. Is, I mean, uh, I fours. We we've long talked on this show about how bad I fours suffer in the way the current get in the way the game is constructed right now. Like it's, I feel like we've been talking about that the entire duration of the show. Yeah, um, I think major vendor. Yep, yep, like yep. looking at the empire, I think vendors like yeah. probably one of the few I fours outside of the defender pilots that we've seen a little bit more recently. Um, I used to love flying Sane Marana because she was so cheap. And mm-hmm. if you were a god when you're rolling, she was nasty. Isn't Sane a five? She's a four. She's only Isn't 30. She's only like 30 she's points, four. though. Yep. But she's also an I-4 TIE fighter, so it's a little rough. <laughs> my... my... My wife is is banned from playing her in our household because every time she rolls, it's I know, it's like I'll spend it, I'll spend it. It's like no. Let's move on to uh, the Kyber Cup. Let's see. We have to scroll all the way down. Oh my god! Congratulations to the overall champion Jackson McCullough running eight cartel spacers with auto blasters. Who knew? Who knew? But it's awesome. I mean, well, you know, there is a finesse to flying that list, though, right? Like, you know, we're we're both we're all ripping on it. No, there isn't. I, I don't know, man. You got to make sure they, they don't, don't bump and at least. And oh, hold on, I. Yeah, they I guess boost. no, because you still need at they least can't. two or three. You still need you still need at least two or three no, actions out don't. of the eight, which I guess is not. <laughs> you okay, don't need okay. actions out of this many. When you have this many ships, if you get if you land your block with the initial guy. And then everybody else just bumps behind him. You're talking about like seven or six or seven ships putting out three dice each. You know, I you don't need dice. You don't need mods at that point. You're just gonna dice the other guy down. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's. I mean, it's. I, it happened to me multiple times. By the way, this thing. is also the tournament of weird finalists because Goji somehow made a top cut, made a, a championship match. Goji, a red squad bomber. And three one oh fourths, including one with my favorite New Republic upgrade, which is Wolfpack, better known as the "Shoot me or don't you better shoot me and not my friends, or everyone is getting a free target lock." Did you guys manage to catch? Well, I, I feel like I know the answer with Drew. Nick, did you manage to catch any of the Kyber Cut games? No, I haven't been able to catch any of it, man. I um, alas, I'm consistently so busy with uh, GSP stuff and yeah. my job, yep. I never have time to watch Kyber games, unfortunately. Um, but I hear about it all the time, and so it is nice to brush up on it and see how things are shaking up with it. 
So you are my in in terms of. Uh... So William Rasmussen brought this list and it it pretty much started making people go insane about round three of six rounds. And then, of course, a cut of 64. So I think that's five more games. I mean, the way I understand it, he was very consistently getting three defense die on his arc 170s because of Goji's ability to hand out extra greens at range one of a, of a friendly bomb. That's kind of not unexpected with two Y-Wings dropping thermal detonators and being able to reload two of them at a time, which, you know, again, we won't go over the fact that thermal detonators probably cost half what they should, if not a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, this is this is the tournament of weird results. Gentlemen uh, came in fourth with Von Reg Malaris and four Epsilon Cadets. Who's the other? T- oh boy, this is the problem with the cut of sixty-four. Is how much scrolling you have to do? Jason Boring first with problems. Ray Chewy, Ray Gunner, false transponder codes, two Red Squad experts with heroic and BB Astromex, and then Rose with C-3PO and automatic target priority. I like that a little bit better than the other Chewy list we saw with the with uh, Snap and um, Snap and Kare Kun. I have to admit. Yeah, it's a Jason Boring, not so boring. It's another Chewbacca too, which is also quite interesting. Look, Chewie's. Remember when the when, what was that list jokingly called the Tide Pods? Right when they released the initial, um, the, the the first time the pods came out, and I think it was we had them on the show. I don't remember from Fly Better who put on a you know a little bit of a little bit of a show match with all four of the pods and Chewie. And it's hard enough to kill a T seventy, but when you do kill one and you accidentally set off the Chewbacca bonus focus bonus attack trap guard, it was uh, Steven Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, Steven Gonzalez. Thank you. Way, way back, way back in the day. Like, Love that game. Over a year ago now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, look at some. Of, I just want to point out some of like some of the weird, like Turfaner, Echo, and Darth Vader made the cut at this. Lando Jan, Lando Jan Thane, both with Mars Sable closure. Talk about an upgrade that people thought was a complete joke and is like actually slowly starting to you know make an appearance in 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 cuts. Yeah, I'm still not sold on it, but it, 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 there are moments where you can fly through a gas cloud or something and feel like it's cool to take the strain or whatever, you know, pass it off, pass one off. Right, over. right. And then, like, if your list hits hard enough and, you know, maybe you have, if you're, you know, in this case, if you're Rebels and you have a way to get somebody in action, even after they had to give up their own for flying through an obstacle, I mean, you're talking about taking away one of somebody's green dice and then you're still modified. That's not nothing. Yeah, we got a... Uh... Rack, we got Oliver, right? yeah, back and four academies. The the good old fashioned Sloan mini swarm. God knows I don't ever need to see that list again. Here's 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 one of my <laughs> least favorite lists here, uh, personally. Mang T, Mang T Tang. I don't mean to butcher the name. Oh, here, the, oh, I remember this one. This, this is the Oracle Swarm. Yeah. Um, it, that's a brutal, brutal matchup for most lists. Just oh, and by so, the way, now it has false transponder codes. <laughs> So is it things that cheaper for these guys? Uh, yeah, and and Mark's lava closure on on C four, which is really nasty, and 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 engine upgrade. There's way more upgrades. Yeah, they could run wrong the there. I, I what happened? Did Torkoal like get like nerfed or, or Torkoal got dropped, and the Moldy Crow got dropped. But yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's that's I don't like that. <laughs> but okay. no. I mean the fact that. If you're lucky enough to have your focus at the end, Sea World is taken away. It's like, but yeah, Sea World just take it away. Exactly. Let's look at. I I, I want to point out one thing. Just you know, we we bemoan the death of Ace Play and X Wing, and then you've got the man, the myth, the legend, Tharlin with Whisper, Darth Vader, Duchess. He went. I'm pretty sure he went six and zero. Oh. 
and with the with the second hardest strength of schedule in the entire cut and just destroyed everybody. You know, but in this cut though, we're seeing a lot of naked uh little ships with no upgrades like four epsilons, uh four marauders, four academy pilots. But right? I mean there's like, also there's a lot there's of there's a lot of, you know, Jan Wolf uh Jan Wolf Dutch Jake, Django Zam, Django Zam, right. Zuckus Forlom mm-hmm. Ketsu, Dangar Boba, Han Fenrau Bosk. I mean Bosk Lando Assage, that's Phil. Fuck that. It's all it's it's Dude. all here. Iman Bobo Dude, Sam this is like, this is... <laughs> where I guess we found where all the scum players were that didn't show up in Nick's tournament. They were all playing yeah. in the fucking Kyber Cup. So many right. I'm seeing so many thread tracers in here too. Look at 13 through 19 in the cut. No, six out of seven are scum players. Scum has always been Scum has always been like people count out scum too much. Scum has always been who, who, good. who are these people who count out scum and people when, that play people that 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 play scum too casually. They don't like they don't yeah. really. You have to commit. That's the thing with scum. You have to yes. Is that you have to spend a lot of time experiencing a lot of failure to make something work that ends up being really scummy and real nasty. You know, like when you get when you get remember that that list against um. It was a Dengar, Asage, Dengar, and Asage, Palob. And, and, and Palob, yeah. Yeah, and it was just like Dengar was getting bonus attacks, Asage was like handing out stress and like getting in the way, and, and, yep. and then Palob was taking tokens. It was just, yep. and they all hung together, and it, that's, you have to commit. That's what you have to do with Scum. Commit to, to the commit. bit. Yeah. But also, I think that's kind of like one of the, one of the best things about Scum is, and this is probably, I think, why they don't do as well in hyperspace, Scum really is about that one time you play somebody and you have a trick that they've never seen before and you never see him again for the rest of the tournament because the second time they know what to look out for. Whereas in hyperspace, because it's so much of an efficiency game and it's so cut down, like they don't have the options to get away with the same kind of bullshit and they don't have the mutual support or the individual yeah. excellence either way to really to, to push on. I mean, other than other than the cartel swarm like that's really it yeah don't get me started on hyperspace uh you're 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 preaching to the choir on that one dude look at the difference in composition with this and with the last tournament we talked about the number of like two and three ship lists in this tournament is astronomically higher i'm i am seeing a lot of a lot of like spam though um like every like consistently every other or every like second other is like just spam with thread tracers or something um and then it, it, you, the higher you go up the Swiss, the higher you go up Swiss, it does get worse. Yeah, and I think seeing Fred tracers as much just uh, is uh, just is all you need to know about where they are and yep. where they should be. And not a you know that's another that's I I think that if you need anything to to fire the Fred tracer shot, you should be able to give the the defender should be able to have a range bonus. I believe <laughs> that, that that should matter, but of course I just the think it should be a lock requirement. I think you'd solve the whole thing if yeah, you, if you made it a lock exactly. requirement. Exactly, but the fact that you can use anything, um, any kind of basic mod, calculate, yep. focus, lock, and yeah, it's just too good. It's if too cheap. That's it's insulting that they they can thought that that would be okay to price to, out of the gate. <laughs> two, <laughs> two points. What do you, Nick? What do you think it should cost? We've talked about sure. this on the show um, before, and we Jeff, Vince, and I have never been able to come to well, an agreement. Uh, yeah. So okay. So. 
Let's look at um, someone like um, like a uh, Dutch Vander, you know, who who gives other people locks. Only one other ship. He's yes. expensive, right? He's priced because of that. A two point upgrade that gives everyone yes. locks, including the one that fired the shot. It should be at least five points, I, I think. I, I could see it at six. I, I would be happy with it at six, and it's like, hey guys, get more creative. This is this is too much of a crutch. It's a I shitty call card. It, it's a crutch upgrade. It's it's like I'm gonna lean on this to just get what I need. I can't get into range of locks and or I can't take lock actions because I can't you know, I can't range control, so I'm gonna take threat tracers. Like that that stuff that that kind of like retcons key aspects of the game. It's like you oh no, you chose to take a focus. So you don't get your target locks the same turn. Like yeah, right. You don't you don't get your yeah, secondary it's, shot, it's your secondary like, weapon. It's silly to yeah. me. I mean, even even some people that are really uptight would make an argument against bonus attacks. I don't care about that because bonus attacks are fun and they don't happen too much. But like with Zam being more of a thing, you could you could try to push it. Like you should only every ship should only have to shoot once. Like, but 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 with the target lock thing, that's a problem. If you if you chose to focus, evade, whatever the action you chose, that's what you, that's what you're stuck with. Like you shouldn't be able to just everyone. Before they shoot, now they have double mods because someone fired a range-controlled, you know, focus requirement red tracer, red tracer shot, and they have two of them, four charges, and it's only four points. Like, what? <laughs> it's ridiculous. So you can miss the first one and then follow up and get it the second time. <laughs> so ridiculous. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's so, no, it's so stupid. It's, it, all this... All this the, it's problematic with some of the new content. They, I don't think they've really thought it. <laughs> That's that, yes. We'll, we'll be really diplomatic and use that word. We'll call it that. Problematic. Um, false transponder codes. <laughs> I know people will know me eventually is going to war with false transponder codes, but again, you're in, you are in the right place. Congratulations, you got a lock, so now you, you jam mi- them for free. Nope, yeah. that's way too ridiculously good. It's yeah. stupid. It should be way more. You 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 missed it, Nick. I, I went to war with myself because I didn't think the card worked like that. Oh, I really? was playing against myself with it. Yeah, I re- I read the card wrong I- so, incorrectly. Yeah, it was freelance. <laughs> it's a freelance slicer where you have to like spend the lock to do something, or or you roll a die. Or what is it? You spend the lock to jam your opponent, and then there's a chance that you jam yourself. Right? Why can't there yes. be? Why is there absolutely? There's only upside with with false transponder codes, and at its points cost, it's like it's really kind of offensive how good it is at that cost like what like wait you're telling me that i can take a lock it's like yeah and the ship that i locked i can remove all agency from it because i took a target lock yeah do i have to take anything in return no what What? (laughs) let's make a counter case you are paying points for a single shot upgrade which you could argue that because it is a single use, it it is fair that it only has upside. It's not unlike ordinance. You you only get a buff. Your opponent doesn't get shit. Not only do they not get shit, they lose the range bonus to the attack you're putting out. So it's 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 not like this upgrade is without precedent. It's just without precedent for being so goddamn cheap. Here's the other thing with jam too is I do kind of wish that the person getting jammed got to make the decision. I, um, yes, that's where a false transponder code still sucks because I could I could choose to take a target lock early and put it on a rock, and then when it t- comes time to take to to deal with that interaction, they're like, "Well, I'm just going to choose for you to lose your focus, even though you have the lock on the rock." Yeah, the player getting jammed should always have been the one to make the decision on what is being jammed, and essentially you just say that your, your justification is the pilot receives the signals and decides which one he's gonna 
dump the entire his entire sensor suite on trying to maintain. That's it. That's all you have to say. Like if I'm if I yep. Oh, yep. Vince, if I'm in an E wing and I have a proton torpedo and I have yeah, my but lock, we don't care about target locks, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I have my lock. I have my lock. I'm like cool. I spent I spent uh, what is it? Uh, proton torpedoes are twelve points right now. Yeah, I spent twelve points on the opportunity to yes. fire a proton torpedo. My opponent's like, hey, I have this two point upgrade. Yeah, that lets me basically take away your proton torpedo shot because I took a target lock on you. It's like I don't really like that. I spent ten more points than you did to be able to do that. True, but no, I mean, you know, that, I mean, but the, the, of course, the counterpoint is, you can take another lock. He can't take another false transponder code. I, I, I would. So, in terms of like, if you compare it to like contraband cybernetics, I, I understand it's a one-time use. So, but um, the thing is that even though it's a one-time use, I don't know if that's justification enough, um, based on the impact that it has. There are some ships that make it that make that 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 single jam far worse than it would than it would otherwise be. Ray, Ray, by Ray looking at you directly. <laughs> looking the at game should not be swung by a two point upgrade. It should not. Zam, and it's amazing how often we say fire spray names out loud when we're talking about things that swing the game very heavily. Yeah. Django, Zam, and then I'm telling you, when people realize it, Ray. Like, if you're not putting FTCs on Ray and deleting the first ship you shoot at, you are outside your mind. But if it's got four mm-hmm. health and Ray gets a range one target lock on it and she's full build, you are just dead. It'll go up. It'll go up. It, it better. I mean, that's, like I said, four. Minimum. Yeah, four I minimum. Think four to five, five at the max. I, I would be fine with either. And I think it's- uh, five's a lot. Five's a lot for a single shot thing. Prockets are, prockets are six and that's five. That's actual not only is that actual damage, that's the highest number of dice you can get on ordnance. Rockets are five. Are they five? Uh, but advanced advanced ports on torpedoes are six. No, though. no, they're no are they five, five too? Okay. Yeah, APDs are five. They're also five. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're essentially Let's... the same attack, like except the crit conversion, but they're essentially the same. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about kind of like the worst example of the efficiency meta? And I only say that because, you know. Will Haywood basically admitted as such when people asked him about his list. Two barons with thread tracers and then four barons and wampa. <laughs> like Don't sleep on wampa, man. That three that extra speaking die. of which, speaking of which, another long lost friend from the mist of time returns, the legend Wampa. It's a good ship. It's a good ship. Who do you shoot? It's you know, everybody you're shooting at is three green dice with a token. If you're shoot, if you don't shoot the thread tracer guys, you're everybody who's shooting back is double modded. And if you shoot Wampa, you're not shooting the thread tracer guys. Too like, many players are willing to accept the joust with these lists too. It, it's really, yeah. it's, it's concerning. It's like you guys know yep. that you're not supposed to joust like lists with like more than a couple ships, right? Like, like jousting is bad. <laughs> in, the, in most cases, if you are if you are going up against a list that wants to joust. It, it jousting is bad for it just it's a bad decision it's not good <laughs> like don't just joust it's, i mean the other thing is like joust is the part of the game that can swing heaviest on dice results because it you like you're you are accepting that you are going to give your opponent their best set of attacks at their best number of mods in the hope that your best is just better so if you get hosed you just walked yeah. right into the meat grinder yeah and that's why these these the game is kind of a dice game right now and yeah. it's joust heavy <laughs> a lot of people just going head to head it's like when you see these mirror match like cartel spacers up against like right. the droid swarm or whatever and they're just like bumping and it's 
it's like uh not only is it not entertaining it's it's not good for the game because it's really hard for other people to get into it it's not engaging it's not fun to watch who watches a game like that and is like i'm gonna ma- i'm gonna play that list like that that's awesome no one watches a game like that people who like to win a lot of people sad but like true people who people for whom winning yeah. is the end goal efficiency, man. efficiency meta i'm uh. gonna talk about be- nick because we saw mm-hmm. it in one of your games and it's made a couple of appearances in the cut over here at kyber i want to talk about the lancer the fastest large in the game probably uh, second pl- uh, sorry no the second fastest large in the game obviously the falcon is unmatched because it has a boost and the Lancer doesn't. But the Lancer has that big swinging blue three hard. That's just, uh, don't run. Do not run. We are your friends. You are not going anywhere. There is no escape. And it's got two very good, one very good high initiative pilot and one very good mid initiative pilot who also happens to be a force user who also happens to be able to hand out stress. Is the Lancer one of the more underrated ships in scum just because it is so radically different from arguably the rest of the game? Or is it still just two or are people avoiding it because it is it is only two shields and it's so squishy? I, I would say uh the large base also has plays a huge role on top of everything else mm-hmm. the Lancer has. Large base large base ships can't really get in the fray. Um, and that, that it was tough about the Lancer and about Ketsu and Asajj is that they want to do that. So it's really hard. Right, because of Shadowcaster. Like they want to be in your, they want to be in your So grill. how do you make that happen without running over obstacles and without getting out of position? You know, like it's hard. Well, you take Kira. You take Kira. And then you just ignore the obstacle. I don't see the Kira on the, I mean, I, I guess I, on, I've seen on Ketsu a couple times. I don't know. What do you think, Drew? What do you think about, about the Lancer? I don't know. I... I feel like Asajj should always be the one you go for because she's got the force, but at the same time... Her ability's sick, too. Her... I mean, it's good, but, like, you see Ketsu so much more often, and I believe you see it isn't, um... Isn't Asajj 4? Uh, Asajj is the I-4. And Ketsu's, Ketsu's five. 5. Yep. Yeah, I think that's why you see Ketsu but more. But the Lancer can't reposition. But, you know... Um, it can't, but there's the thing, though, is that Ketsu's ability to have... To, like all and we were just talking about this with uh, the thread tracers right like one the or sorry not thread tracers the um oh my gosh what is it false transponder codes right that one ability can make or break a list right like if ketsu catches the right ship it it will ruin the list right now maybe not against you know the sarisu and the millions of cartel spacers or the you know the m3as and all that but like yeah you catch poe you catch zz um you catch uh, Wampa, right? Like, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like Ketsu's the way to go if you're going to take a Lancer. But I think the biggest issue with it, and I still can't get over it, is in 1.0, the turret was three dice. And in 2.0, the turret is two dice. And I still can't get over that. I feel like the damage output on that single ship is not enough. And it's very expensive. Uh, the dial's good. And I feel like maybe that's why it's expensive. It's because yeah. the dial is so would, good. Yeah, yeah, it's more expensive in my eyes if, if it did have a three. That's so rare. Do we, is, do we have a ship in the game that has both a three primary and a three turret stock? Yeah, that's, that no. would be unprecedented for 2.0. Yeah. Yep, you'd always see it if it was if it was yeah. like that. But um, but you're right. And, and the fact that the with Ketsu especially, and I think Asajj's ability is somewhat similar, you're really discouraged from ever rotating your arc. So it forces you to yep. either fly away for four turns or turn around and maybe be in a bad spot. Well, Ketsu, uh, uh, Ketsu is the only one that requires the turret and the, oh, the front arc to be the same. Asajj Ketsu's can be 
popular. We saw it. We saw it in that game. Her 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 art, her turret art can be to any direction and still fuck your shit up. Yeah, yeah. I just it's uh, I not a lot of people have faith in the Lancer, and I think it's because they just don't know how to fly the Lancer. Or, or, That's what uh, I think it is. I honestly think it is more just it's so weird. Like it's this massive, you know, it's this massive thing with ten health and you know two and two greens. That it, it like it would be. You almost think like the Lancer would be the the hard counter for for something like the Fire Spray because it can stand in and take the same kind of pounding, have the same quality of mods in a lot of cases, and you can't get away from it. Like you you would think that that the Lancer would be able to run you down, but people just won't use it. You can't beat those prices though. Like Dangar, Manaru, and Tell fifty three forty five forty four, so and then Asajj. Asajj is 68 yeah. and Ketsu 66. Yeah. I think the price is also one of the reasons yeah, why you really I was trying to them. build a list around Ketsu the other day and I immediately stopped because I was like, I put like two upgrades on her. I was like this. And with like the, the cascade of point drops that we've seen basically for the last three points upgrades, for some reason, they're afraid of bringing the Lancer down. And I don't know why. Like Ketsu has never been in danger of breaking the game. Asajj has never been in danger of breaking the game. It's still, you know, like, it's still basically just, it's the same survivability, arguably, as a fire spray. Uh, maybe 1.0, 1.0 fear. It was it was a terror in the night in 1.0. But again, I mean, we're almost, what, two or three, yeah, we're two or three years past that. The 1.0 panic shit needs to stop. Mm-hmm. That's cancer at this point. Like, that is actually just being un- unhealthy for the rest of the right. game. It's the only thing that I can think of, though, why it stayed the point cost that it did. I, I mean, but was it ignored? I mean kind of looks like it right almost every other ship got a points reduction but but that one didn't right yeah and i don't i don't understand why what else is out here i mean we've got a couple of appearances of bosk which every literally everybody loves seeing bosk on the board a little bit of zuckus never a bad thing the revenge of forlom you and far at number 19 listen to listen how bad would this one ship fuck your list up forlom martable closure advanced sensors here it is kira Rigged cargo shoot and the mist hunter. That's three of your. That's two or three of your ships that are now on reduced efficiency every single turn. Katsu with fearless maul, transponder codes, yeah, shadowcaster. So maul, so fearless shadowcaster and false transponder codes only adds up to like six points. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yep. Dude, and Zuckus is in this list too. I didn't even realize that. Dang. That's a lot of rig cargo shoots, though. That's pretty nasty. This looks fun. This looks fun to fly. I mean, it's it's basically if you get in front of me, Forlom is going to stress you. If you get behind me, rig cargo shoot is going to stress you. And then that's, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Okay, this list needs to go away. X plus four Kashyyyk defenders. Stop flying it. It's not good. It was never good. What is it, this? It, it, the problem, they want to re- the thing with the the. The uh, Wookie, the Ozatuck, is that it? It wants to reinforce, but never can because if it reinforces, then it never has any <laughs> yep. offensive mods. Yeah, focuses yep. and ends up spending the focuses for defensive purposes anyways, and then fires terrible shots. And it's like, it's just sad. It really is. It, you have to pray that you roll like a squiggle every once in a while, so you can keep your focus broken, and yeah. then you whiff, <laughs> and you, you you're like feel real good. Right, it's like great. But is it a good way to have like a three attack die ship? 
right? Like, I mean, you can't really profit Why off of it. Just by... extend it. Just take a Cavern Angel with false responder code. Uh, it, it came yeah. close against when the Nantex was a problem. It came close. It was like the closest yeah. thing I've seen to like, oh, hey, the Nantex has struggled this game. Like, it was close. Like, I was, you know, yeah, Ozitex, I was, yeah. but the problem was that that list, that list is actually not bad against other like average lists because of the beef. But against it was built to to, to counter and to, like top crack games the Nantexes that was it was made for that mm-hmm. purpose it was bred for a sole purpose <laughs> yeah so it's it's boring it's another list that I feel like people overvalue and it's just so horrendously boring like that's sadly that ship is it was poorly designed and I don't really know what it it, it really really was to it besides making it too cheap where it becomes a problem. They just can't really do anything to it, so. Right, right. It seems to be a lot of that going around. <laughs> well, hey, man, as as more more and more content comes out, we'll just start. There'll just start to be a lot of content fatigue because they won't really know how to differentiate things, and a lot of stuff just won't be good. Yes. Yeah. It'll be a natural part yep. of the game. It's just the way it goes. I mean, that's uh, that's what X Wing three will be because that's what that's what happens when you get you know when you run out of stuff to add and you run out of new mechanics is you got to just throw everything back into yeah. the blender. And, and disseminate the rules again. I mean, that's that's honestly what happens. Privateer did it. Um, Ga- I won't even say the one that we're all thinking of in our heads that we don't. That doesn't have to be said. Games Workshop. Um, <laughs> well, I, I said it didn't have to be said, I but know. all right. I'm Drew. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, there's two other ones that I want to. There's two other pilots that I want to talk about, and then one more list. Uh, Drew, this is for you, number thirty-one. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Starvald. I'll wait till you get there. I saw, I saw Kazuda with heroic and R five. Talk, talk to me. Talk to me. I, I don't know. Like I look at it, and I'm like, wow. I'd like, I'd this? like to fly it, but then I look at it, and I'm like, it has no Poe. But I guess that doesn't matter when you have Merle with intimidation, Nimi, Lieutenant Bastion, Rose, and Kaz. Like it's just, there's just a lot of beef there, and it's a lot of passive. Drew, Drew, can, uh. Drew will confirm that I am of that. I am like. At least, if not the the uh, the master at arms, at least like the vice president of the Nimi Shireen fan club. Yeah, I love that ship. I'm sorry. That's it, as soon as it gets properly priced down to like 47 or 46 where it belongs. Holy fuck, are you going to see that in every single resistance list? I mean, I think that's the big thing that makes resistance struggle, though, is that they have a lot of these sort of like higher priced good ships, and you can run five. I mean, this is this is a kind of list I think that. I would like to see more often, right? You've got, uh, what is it, three named pilots? No, they're all named pilots. Five named pilots in a list. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't know. i got to be honest with you, though, Vince and, and Nick. I, I, I'm probably going to save this. I'm going to put it on the table at least once. Because um, I like it. I, I was trying to get Kaz to work for so long. And you, I, he, you, oh. did. you put in a Herculean amount of effort to making Kaz, uh, yep. <laughs> Kaz work, and it just never paid off. Nope, never did. Yeah, we've kind of seen the best pilot in the galaxy. Uh, Fireball is really... <laughs> really taken a, a plunge in terms of the play the, yeah. it's play i yeah it never took oh, off. No, I, yeah. no, it, it did oh, for a while the, the, the seven no, of them yeah. no, there was farmer's fireballs saw, and that's no, it we it saw it. kaz was like a lot of people were trying to do what drew drew was trying to do with kaz and and that we did see people like try to flavor their list with with kaz for a while he was really popular, but uh, in, in terms of everyone at once trying to make it work, they're like, oh, I like the idea of becoming an ace yeah. with this ship, you know? Yeah, it's... it's yeah, yeah. 
Well, yeah, so, like, that was the thing. My my fully tooled up Kaz, and this is, again, this is another uh, problem with list building. Fully tooled up Kaz was 45 points, Well, ZZ with optics is 45 points so and it was just ridiculous. like nick yeah nick, i'm giving it to you i'm just gonna give it to nick oh, on this i went one. on a rant to tri-city about how zz Tolo's ability is is such lazy design and it's so boring yep. it's yep. like what if yep. we just allowed the ship to just keep like just get tokens like whenever she wanted <laughs> yeah what's no the, that's exactly the, what she oh, does it's just... what's the thematic design behind it? it's like no we just we just didn't c- couldn't come up with anything and we wanted her to be like too good so this is it. Yeah, right. Like resistance, resistance needs something, and we think that this is pretty good. And it's just like, and oh, you, said, you mentioned like resistance, like struggling. I'm not sure if you like you said something about how like this why resistance struggle. I don't think they need any help personally. Uh, in, in the hands of the right player, resistance can be really, really good. It it's just, yeah. A lot of people don't. I have think the it's just me to make it to make it work the way they they want to do it on their terms. And unfortunately, resistance. Yep, resistance has a little bit of that scum vibe to it. It's exactly yeah. That so like Nick, that's me. I'm I'm trying to build you know like a Poe and like three ship. Yeah, right. And it's just the resistance as a faction is just not built for that, especially with the point values of some of their ships. Um, and so yeah, I feel like you know seeing this with Kaz Rose, you know Bastion, Nimi, and Merle, like it's just you know that's that's a little bit of the cream of the crop right there yeah you got a little bit of everything yeah i i it's a lot of holes yeah exactly um so. yeah i just i think with 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 zz i just i i do try to put myself in the shoes of whoever came up with with her and i i really do wonder why they didn't take a step back and were like no this is a this isn't good for the game to be be this uh lazy with with uh yeah. giving giving yeah. like you shouldn't be able to give again i in my it's like back in my day kind of th- like vibe but it's like back oh, in my you take day. your action and you deal with it like that's like you <laughs> <laughs> you focus yeah you shouldn't be able to not have to worry about what token you took because you just get a freebie like it's if it were something where it was charge based and it was like recurring, but it took multiple and she couldn't use it every turn or it was only for attack yep. after attacking yep. or it's like, there's no caveat. And it like, every oh, I, ability has that. some sort of caveat and there's nothing yep. for her. It's yep. weird. It, it feels like Wedge it. doesn't have a caveat. But well, Wedge has a caveat that he's in a T65, Vince. Thank you. It's <laughs> another... <laughs> another thing that we didn't that we didn't bring up with x3 uh, xv thread tracers is that you can roll three natty hits with a focus and then get a target lock for next turn and you're just like oh that's cool right speaking of you know yep, free actions right. and more actions it easy heroic so it's like it's like oh a focus of age shift the only hope i have is if she blanks out jokes on you sucker she's gonna re-roll her yep. dice <laughs> like come on man it feels so bad um, I'll never forget watching Marcel play it on. I don't remember what GSP stream it was, but he bumped uh, he bumped a Django and was getting shot by Zam. Zam was at range two in Bullseye, and he had Prockets, and so he spent the evade off of or no no he he bumped and he yeah he they got the shot and did one damage to ZZ and ZZ got the focus and then Procketed Zam and I was like oh my god like how could you. That's not. I had to. I played a game where I had to. I wanted to shoot ZZ, but I opted to take the worst shot to not because she had she had no token to not give her an opportunity to, to shoot a meaningful shot. I'm like, I yeah, right. Yep. I yep. shouldn't have to do this, but I did. I, I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think resistance. If you want, like, people want to 
fit Poe and they want to list build on their own terms, which you feel like resistance should be tailored to. But at the end of the day, it's like a pod and a few, a few X's or like, you know, four or five A wings. There isn't really like too much. In yep. And that's like, it's a drag. Yep. That's pretty much all. That's pretty much all they got, which is fine. Right. For a faction, it's good. There's, there's, there is list building there, but yeah, it's just, I, I, I suppose it's, you know, I'm the, I'm the old fart just being like, ah, it's not my, they're not, the, they're not the faction yeah, I remember. That's awesome, man. You want to be able to use Poe. So I get it. Ah, that's true. That's true. One day, one day. One, uh, one more thing I want to talk about this. And then the last thing rookie one and Jared Mackard, both running, uh, droid swarms. Look at how much shit you can fit on these lists as far as ordinance goes. I I was one of the loudest as far as screaming. Like ordinance is too expensive. It's hard for lists for like you know smaller lists to punch up and then have a have a possible closing game against swarms. By making I didn't realize that by making ordinance cheaper, all I did was give ordinance to the swarms. Yeah. Like this is what I'm talking about. You're like, you're looking at the dank droids, plasma torps, thread tracers. Oh, and by the way, now droids have thread tracers because it wasn't bad enough already. I thought like, I thought passive sensors solved the lower initiative target lock problem, and then they added that thread tracers. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. How'd that work out yeah. for us? Yep, yep. <laughs> Do we just have to accept that lower initiative ships are not built to use the target locks they have? I mean, are we are like are we at that point? No, I just I, it, it's tough it, with lists like this. I, this does feel like too much. It feels like way and and they get like, like pick a lane like probe droids or and no like thread tracers. There should be some sort of thing where it's like your list has dark one probe droids. You cannot equip thread tracers because of that. Like you should have to choose. You you shouldn't be able to acquire all the locks in three different ways. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it is too much to me. This list. Um, yeah, I mean, good for rookie one. Like he, he made he made cut with this, and it, it clearly is good. Um, and he, you know he put together a good list. But this is like you said, there's a lot here, and it is shocking how much you could put on here that is going to punch hard, really hard. Because like remember, these are five health ships. They're not going down in a single round of shooting unless you have three sh- three attacks each to put into them with network calculate. Not yes. Only, uh, yeah. Not only that, they're sharing calculates. Their dials are. I mean, they're weird, but they're good and they work. They all have struts, so they don't care about rocks or debris. I mean, what part of the game are they suffering in right now? Where are to go back to something that you said earlier, Nick? Where's the drawback? What what can't this list do? Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, I think separatists were you, you saw the separatist swarm, and that was it. That was the only archetype you really saw. And the drawback was you have low initiative, low agility ships that are going to fire a bunch of two die shots, but in bulk. And that's that's you pay. It's cheap, and that's what you get. But now, it, the separatists have evolved a lot, and, and they've they've become menace. They they've become the phantom menaces. Um, they, I mean, it's just like it's <laughs> they they especially at range three, they can stay at at, at range with the ordinance they have. They'll have already the locks, have the double yep. mod share, the calculates, and they'll have the bonus die when defending. So I have three agility, at you know with range three, and they become. The arc, the archetype that we knew separatists. I think the identity originally were intended was the right identity, is to just like fly them in bulk with not a lot on them. That was what I always saw separatists as. It interests me, but that's yeah. the way they, that's how they belong because that's just what they are. Just they're just droids, and now they're, they're like, 
big boys are all super battle droids <laughs> firing right. at all times. I mean, you know, <laughs> like if you if you think about the number of competitive lists that there are, is it fair to say that right now separatists are the most are the faction with the most competitive ships? I mean, almost every ship is competitive, right? That's my yeah. That's my point. Yep. Like, yep. What's what's not competitive in separatists? Like the the infiltrator, like is the only one I can think. And even then, you can kind of get away with like do with either um, with Dooku or Maul, like depending on the what the rest of your list is. Like the Belvalob's been competitive. Shockingly, the interceptors, the the tri fighters, the only ship that I would argue isn't, which is shocking when you look at. It's uh, the tri fighter is the only one. I think it's just uh, I think it's, it's too pricey. expensive. I think it honestly costs too much for only having three health. And when they bring it down just a little bit, it'll be sorted yeah, out. You'll see Maul in like four four uh, tri fighters or something. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to see that, Nick. But like <laughs> something, some, wait, 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 just a no, few you're... points deeper. I used to run Maul and, and two of the flak prototypes, and I put like. 12, 13 points on each of them. I was very close to breaking that, to breaking through with that list. There were only a handful of games really killing half of my opponent's shit. The the, the Achilles heel was Maul because he just burns all infiltrators do. Yeah. yeah. The, the tri-fighters aren't the problem. Like they're a little bit expensive. They're too fast for the rest of the faction. I don't think there's any question of that because you want to put intercept boosters on them and just, yeah, 10 straight basically across to the other side of the board and force your opponent into a bad choice. But you know, they they're so close to being the hammer to the rest of the separatist anvil that it's actually like, it's very close. They're very close. I think it's more a a lot like what Jeff said with the Ada, just people aren't flying them. And as soon as, People are only going to need a tiny excuse. I, I still don't think the eight is that good, man. I'll die on that hill, though. Like, I don't. I just don't. I prefer the Delta Seven. I kind of agree with you too, Nick. I got to be honest with you. I think in the right hands, they're a good ship. The more I see them, the more I play them. It's the games are the wrong kind of fast, right? Where you'll come in and you'll either do a whole lot, and your opponent will never hit you, or you'll come in and you'll lose one ship and then the game is pretty much over. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, but you're in Vince, the, what you mentioned, the most competitive ships, it's the fact that you can't really only if you're deliberately trying, you can't really make a terrible like separatist list right now. Like they're so cheap that you can really kind of stumble into anything. It'll be decent. Like, and all of them have like an insane number of mod slots. That's the other thing. <laughs> All of them have like four or five places where you can put What's... upgrades. The only things they can't use are gunners and crew. Except that they have now they have the fucking fire spray. So guess what they can use? Gunners and crew. Like, <laughs> you know, where's the hole here? You know what I'm saying? What's what's the what is this faction now missing? They have one of the best double ace fact, uh, lists in the game. Django Zam. They still have, I think, the best swarm, which is the combo vulture and bomber swarm, and they can go four ship with you because they can go grievous and three of gunships. So get this, Vince: Colossoid uh, Initiative One uh, Tri Fighter with stock, like naked, thirty-five points. DBS four hundred four with advanced proton torpedoes, thirty-five points. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh wow, that's 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 right there is why the Tri Fighter isn't being played because it's. What three points too expensive? I give it three. 
Yeah, I, I can see that. But the fact that DBS 404 is the same cost with the ordinance, unbelievable. Not to mention, by the way, that's DBS 404. Who's a four die shot at range one? Yeah, or six. The same as the six same as the with that and the, the torpedo shot. Six dice. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just the tri fighters too. And look, that's the uh, and hilariously, this is the only ship that they prohibitively priced out of that entire wave is the fucking tri fighter. Yeah, I, I think they were they were worried um, about uh, honestly. It's one of those things I can't really with, with where separatists were. It's excusable for me as long as they get it right soon, I will be fine. But it's, but they gave it Django like <laughs> the, the what's inexcusable is what is how cheap uh, Zam and the fire spray is. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's yep, silly. Yep, yep. It's really they have to do something to the fire spray. Honestly, that that ship is a problem. That chassis is a problem. But do you really think so? If you, if if like. You still believe that if Zam goes up in points and everything is bad, like is, is, that's changed. Like you still believe they're a problem. If Zam goes up by yes. like six points or eight points, yes. Interesting. I would. I would. I, I wouldn't uh, argue that personally, but I think a lot of it has to do with yeah. Zam and Zam crew. Like the problems around it, around that is, which is Django's competitive with or without Zam. But Zam is. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you. you, you like, it's really yeah. bad. Um, it's, okay, I get. It's not really bad, but it's not good. It's it's it doesn't happen too often. He like has to do a, a slower or a, a less difficult maneuver than someone else to use his ability, and then you load up like what is it six to eight upgrades on him. Um, so the yeah. the advantage that he has is he's an initiative six, but he doesn't get bonus attacks and all this extra and extra locks and that. Neither does Vader. What? Neither does Vader. Yeah, but Vader. I mean, Vader is Vader, though. That's not a fair comparison. I feel to Why Django. Not? Well, they're just everything's different with Vader and Vader. Yeah, is it? Yeah, and the Force and all that. I mean, even though you know he'll he'll take like, um. Vader's got the Force, right. and Django's got ex- Django's got access to Dooku. Like, sorry, Dooku. <laughs> my bad. You're right. But but even then, well, like, by the way, is better. Who's who's the best Force point? Maybe in all of X. The ability though, because he's a Yeah, I mean, whenever people try to use Dooku, though, I've always seen that they get the results anyway, and it just kind of doesn't mean anything. It's always funny to me when someone's like, yep. "Oh, Dooku and evade," and then they roll three evades or whatever. But it's it's it's, it's not about those yep, times yep. where you get what you need. It's the times where you don't. Like how many? Like you, we've all heard the stories about the dude that who flies over a rock. And he says that I, I do cool a blank, so there's no way I take damage. And ends up saving him half points, or ends up not killing him. Or the console fire roll, I cons- I do cool a blank. It's just the number of times that you can apply Dooku's rule. It's like Han. I, until I see it's exactly like until Han. I see Django like on like final tables and stuff. I'm not gonna really. I don't think Django's a problem. I think he's fine. Right, he's he, good, but I don't think he's that good. You know, I Nick, I do agree with you quite a bit. He was at the top tables for you know when he first he came out, was and then at now the top tables. He he was, yeah, and now he's not, and it's just like, oh, okay. has he won? A, has Django won a final yet? Like a final, like a yeah. of a like a considerably sized tournament or, or league organized thing. I couldn't give you a name, but I promise you, he has. I would. I, Vince, I'm all, I'm pretty sure with Nick here, he's made the top, but he hasn't yeah. won. Right, I, like he's I, in the cut, but like he's I'm, not. I, personally, nope. the way I the way that I am is that I hesitate to make like a, this needs to change, this needs to go away arguments until I start to see it on the final table a lot. Like with the Petronaki I mean, aces, it was like this is a problem. They're only. I mean, if if Petronaki aces is your only 
definition of what a problem is well, then not a, not a like, problem but like this this needs we need to have a serious conversation about this and this needs like we, we need to talk about like emergency change stuff like this is like this yeah. has to stop now kind of stuff Django, i've never thought like oh gosh like man Django, like i'm really worried about this game but it's just all around zam for me um if zam changes i think people are going to either choose not to use the fire spray or they're going to commit to Django, and there's going to be less people flying Django. And we'll still see him make some f- top tables, but it won't be often. It'll be in like the people that like, you know, they com- the people that commit to scum and like commit to Ketsu or whatever. I think it'll be somewhat similar to that. It goes good, man. But I just don't think that he's a, he's, he's a big issue right now. I, I need to see a little bit more. I think that's my final answer on that. On that. I'm counting eight instances of Django Zam in the cut for Kyber. But, but as we were just talking about, aren't there bigger problems in the CIS that need addressing, right? Like, are there (laughs) the faction just in general? I don't know. We were just talking about bombs. Are there there eight droid swarm lists? uh, I mean, you don't need eight when bombs are so cheap, right? Like, we were just talking about. I mean, if we had more time, I'd ask why there's so many. What's the name? The Scum Bomber? Iman, Iman, like, Iman that's why there were so many fucking yeah. Imans in the cut. So here's but, the thing, just I mean, to, to respond to what you mentioned about seeing a lot of Django uh, Zam, is that essentially the list is more people are more leaning and, and pre- preferring Zam. And when you build a list like that, you don't really have enough room to build a swarm around that ship. So it's like with Boba Fen or, or Guri Fen, you slap on an, just one more ship that's expensive that you can load up. And they choose Django because the infiltrator is not as good. It's just not like it burns up too fast. So they just pick Django yep. and throw crap on him. And it makes him good. But like at the end of the day, the end game piece, they want it to be Zam. They've kind of built that list around Zam's abilities and, and like what she's able to do every turn. Django is just able to fire first and, you know, he gets some tricks with all his mods, like his crew stuff. But uh, end game, it's always about Zam for sure. So. It's just one of those kind of list building types where you, you throw in another viable pilot um, who's expensive for the, you know, for the two-ship list because the fact that you've built a list that won't allow for anything else. We'll definitely put this one to the listeners, and I suspect we will get a little bit of feedback in, uh, in the old Facebook inbox about what people think is the bigger issue, Django or Zam in the fire spray. We definitely encourage everyone to bombard yes. us with wrong. your responses to that particular question. But I think that's a solid place to wrap it up. Nick, thank you, sir, very much for coming on. A pleasure as always. Thank you, guys. It was always a pleasure. Congratulations on all your success with 312 Squad and with the Tri-City Tournament. Yeah, congrats, man. It's good to have you guys. Drew, sign off as you prefer. Of course. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We must make the sad announcement that Jeff will be taking a short hiatus from the program for four to five weeks. So we will be mixing up our guests for about the next month or so. So get ready to hear some old favorite voices as well as, if I can spin it right, a new one or two. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you again next week.